We live? We're live. Awesome. Yeah, we're live. Cool. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Real Estate Virgins, the podcast where we are trying to provide massive value to real estate agents that are out there who want to take their business to the le- next level. My name is Jordan Brown, local realtor here in the Austin area, and I am joined with my co-host, Mr. Superstar, Mr. November, top producer himself, John Michael Perez. How we doing, buddy? <sighs> And the crowd goes wild. Thank you. Everyone, can, keep it down. Keep it down, please. We have a Thank podcast you. to record. Thank you. Thank you. No, Congratulations, man. That's Thanks. huge. That's when, when most agents' business is winding down for the year, you put the foot on the gas and you knocked it out of the park. Tell us about your November. What's new in your life? How you doing? Um, well, the reason why I had such a good November is because I had a I was working my ass off in October. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's crazy how those two things go together, right? <laughs> right. And so, uh, yeah, November, we had a bunch of closings. Um, and not only me, though, like our team, we had several closings, which was really cool. Yeah, team's killing it right now. Yeah. Um, I sent out that list, and, man, we've got a lot of closings this year. It was great to kind of look back on on the year that we've had. And the progress that we've made, the steps everyone's taken in their careers, it's we're in a really good spot right now, and it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, and next year I want to double it. I, I genuinely want to double it. Yeah, we that. will. <laughs> we will absolutely get into our our twenty twenty three goals. We're also gonna again kind of take a look back on twenty twenty two and and decide, you know, what our lessons were, like, you know, our biggest accomplishments, things like that. So really excited for that. Uh, before we get into all the real estate talk, man, you, what's new? I'm, I've been watching a lot of TV lately, dude. You, um, you suggested for me to go watch White Lo- Lotus last night. What'd you think? Or no, not last night. You didn't suggest it last. But I watched it last night, and it was really good. I what, really. What season it. are you on? I'm just like on episode four. But okay, so season season one is actually my least favorite of the two. Interesting. Season two is crazy. I love uh-huh. it. I love it. So new new TV. Well, I say new TV show. It's only got two seasons. Season two is about to wrap up on Sunday. Um, White Lotus on HBO. HBO. No free ads. But yeah, pretty awesome. Good show. What is there anything else that you're watching? Uh, my wife is like binging Survivor right now. I love Survivor. <laughs> I love survivors so much. And I have told John that I think it would be really cool to see him apply and be on survivor. I feel like you would, because they get like so close because you're on an Island, like you're playing this game together. You'd be selling real estate all over America with, to all these clients in Fiji, (laughs) (laughs) this lovely, no bedroom, no bath. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I feel like I do really good in, in on Survivor. I'm not gonna lie, and I've been wanting to make an audition video for a while. I couldn't do it. No. I I like food too much, man. They give you like little portions of rice, and you got to go like collect fish and and skin them and all that and fry it yourself. And that's just not a, not what I'm here for right now. Like I need a Chipotle to be able to roll up and yeah, you know, in the Chipotle. I will say though, I get pretty tired if I'm not eating. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So it's real funny that you're watching it, and I'll be there, and I'm like, man, these guys suck. And they're like 26 days in on like no food, no yeah. sleep, like, and I'm sitting in my bed or on my couch judging these guys. <laughs> so I like your shoes. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, they're show them to the crowd. <sighs> they're like, they have like, 
Uh, they're ultra boost. They're they're kind of uh, Adidas is a little under a little bit of heat right now. Really, there's a lot of companies under under heat. Why is that? Uh, I won't go too much into it. They had a some some kind of fallout with Kanye. Oh, um, I I don't I'm not versed enough in it to to really give a, a detailed explanation as to what that is. All I know is like I personally don't care what companies do like what their founders donate to or stuff like within reason right yeah but like if i'm i don't know you remember chick-fil-a like 2012 everyone was like trying to cancel chick-fil-a bro it's a chicken sandwich (laughs) calm down like i i don't know like i don't know like the whole thing with that was like they were ant they were donating to like anti-lgbtq plus yeah. groups or something i'm like bro my brother is gay like mm-hmm. like he is married to a man and loves chick-fil-a <laughs> relax it's yeah. okay yeah um so i don't know like ultra boosts are in, in trouble for something i i saw a tiktok that said there's like all these places getting canceled in austin like summer moon uh for for something i'm sorry when when i go i don't go somewhere because i didn't know they got canceled <laughs> yeah it's 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 crazy. Like it's just a coffee. Like to me, it's just a coffee place. I'm not putting a political agenda on my food and my drink. You want what, you want to know my opinion about that is if you have enough time to be hating on something that you're not even involved with, you're probably not doing enough in your life. You need you need something better to focus that energy on, right? For sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, people with uh, idle minds is the devil's playground. Yep. So exactly. <laughs> It's like all these people are complaining about things. I'm like, are you doing anything positive in the world? And maybe that's maybe that's what they think they're doing. Yeah, by canceling. Well, I I don't think anything productive comes from that kind of mentality. I don't know. It's like if unless you're like providing a solution, you're really just like you're just creating noise. You're just complaining. You're just on the internet with nothing better to do, just typing stuff up. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, so. It, we talked about 75 hard last podcast yeah and it's funny that part of the reason i got into 75 hard was because of this podcast because i'm having to clip videos and i'm looking at myself and things like that i know i had a little double chin action going on um i was getting a little plump right and i had a a guy on the internet comment on a clip and i thought he was trying to be rude and he said, you look like you're 200 kilograms, which is 440 pounds. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, it, it sucks that that's like the. Wow. And so I I was really angry because I, I couldn't tell again if he was trying to be like rude or, or whatever. I don't think there's any other way you can take that. <laughs> right. So initially I was like, man, I'm about to like, I don't know. I'm, I was I won't lie. I like went to his profile and was like trying to dig up some dirt and I was like, that's not productive. So I stopped. Yeah. I responded like with a kinder message and he actually wrote back and said like, and I noticed he was from Poland. So I don't know if like the, the English is broken or something like that, but he said, uh, you should consider getting healthier so you can make great content longer. And I was like, exactly. That was my face. I was like, that was like the most backhanded compliment I've ever received. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's just funny that that uh, the podcast has me, you know, doing seventy five hard, trying to trying to benefit my health a little better, and I feel great, man. We're twenty three days into this. Actually, today's t- day twenty four. Twenty four, yeah, day twenty four. Um, it's been such a nice like reset for my body, for my mind, and having like a purpose for the day. If if nothing else, I know that I'm going to take care of my 
my health today. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels good to put that forward on, you know, we're down a few pounds. I know you and I are, we'd, we'd message each other about our wins, you know, with that. So just between that and the mental clarity and like focus that I feel like I'm, I'm feeling great. So shout out to the guy that was really mean to me on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> a little motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anything else going on in your life? Uh, yeah. So this is the first year that I'm going to be doing taxes completely solo as an agent without having any other job or anything like that. So is that why you couldn't sleep last night? Uh, dude, my mind, my mind races and which is random thoughts. I'm thinking about our Christmas party next week. I'm thinking about movers and shakers tomorrow. I'm, I'm worried about like how I'm going to fit things into my schedule. Like today, like I've got a pretty, pretty intense schedule today. How am I going to get my two workouts in? Things like that just randomly attack my mind at night, it seems. But yeah, that's we- actually, no, let's stop. That's actually a big blessing, though, is that you have a lot going on. Mm. Because in reality, I remember a year and a half, two years ago, you were thinking, how am I going to get my next deal? Or what am I going to do? You know. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so that's a huge blessing. And the thing is, pick your heart, right? It's like, mm. It's going to be hard not to uh, have any clients. Not to have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's also just as stressful as like the things that you have going on. Exactly. So you're right. You're right. Um, I know that... Tw- I won't go into too much detail, but there is a, a possible major change in my life in 2023, in mean Katie's life, that has us looking for insurance. Uh, and can we just... I wonder what that is. <laughs> and I... Like haven't had insurance for a long time because you know AT and T's part time insurance was eleven hundred dollars per month, absolutely insane. Uh, but we just got insurance. Can we talk about how insurance much- is a scam? Absolutely, it's the worst. Think about how many things you pay insurance on life and insurance, then, and then they make you pay a deductible, and then they make you pay. Oh well, that's out of network. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? You got car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, phone insurance pet insurance <laughs> like holy crap it's like all your all your potential income can go to insurance so insurance ain't out there you know the agents for insurance are eating good yeah <laughs> yeah all right so let's get into real estate absolutely so um you know let's recap 2022 did you hit your goals is there anything that you didn't achieve this year i know personally i have four and a half times my business year over year that's insane. I surpassed my goal. Super stoked on that. And aside from just my personal, you know, monetary goals or my volume goals, I helped a lot of friends and family get into a house, which was a dream of theirs. Yeah. Helping make a dream a reality for people that I care about was huge. It's it's why we do what we do. And the feeling you get from that is is worth its weight in gold. So yeah. Uh, what about you? Talk about 2022. Uh, 2022. I did not hit my goals, but the thing is, is that I, I set them so unrealistically high that what I did do is awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... Um, you make scary goals. I make crazy big goals. And that make you, like, even you as a big thinker, you sit there and go, how the heck am I going to do this? Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, I'm just you know, super thankful for, you know, uh, all the people that have worked for me with me this year and, uh, all the relationships that we've built over this past year alone. 
um, and all the growth too, like a ton of growth. And yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful for my 22, honestly. Yeah. What would you say is your biggest lesson from 2022? My biggest lesson from 2022 would be to eliminate distractions as much as possible because I've noticed that things like, you know, HBO, White Lotus and Netflix (laughs) and, um, you know, side gigs or whatever uh, can really start taking a hold of uh, what my main income is, which is real estate. Poker. Poker, especially (laughs) poker. Um, I play a lot of poker. Um, But you're good at it. I am, but it's it's so mentally draining, you know? And so we all have only a certain amount of units of capacity when it comes to how much we can do and, uh, you know, mentally, mentally. And... Until Elon comes in and plants that little chip in your brain and all of a sudden your, your capacity expands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, just distractions, man. What about you? Uh, I would say for 2022, my biggest lesson, this is a hard one because it's kind of off the dome and like reflecting back, I would say... I don't know. I might have to come back to that one. It, it's kind of kind of tough on the spot. I don't know if it's between personal or business. I think for business, for me, I, I harp on this all the time. It's just like doers are gonna do, and pretenders are gonna pretend. Um, I had ooh, I had like almost imposter syndrome sometimes, where it's like I don't know if like I should be having the business that I do. Yeah. But then I look back and I go, you know what? I actually killed my follow up game. I killed, you know, staying in contact with people and asking for business or um, just doing the right steps. So, like, I need to accept that I did the right thing. And there's people out there who don't do any real estate building activities or, like, lead generation activities and then wonder why they don't have business. There's so many people out there like that. So... I think that's the big thing is like, if I want to be successful, I need to do things that make you successful. It sounds like it's very redundant, but if you're not taking daily steps, if I'm chilling on my couch for three days a week, I can't be mad that I'm, I'm wasting almost half the available time that I have and that my business is suffering. Whereas if I'm utilizing all that time, my business should be doing good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about this several times but people don't take their business as a business they take it as a hobby and so you're going to get hobby results if Mm -hmm. you only take it as a hobby you know and so yeah last pod we talked about being able to go you know full-time if you can because it pushes your back against the wall yep and forces you to take massive action whereas normally you'd you'd fall back and rely on that that guaranteed income of another job or something of that sort yeah, just the importance of going all in is just so important because, like we said in the last podcast, it puts your back against the wall and then you have no other option but to succeed. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of, so last reflection on 2022. Okay. What was your biggest win of 2022? Not lesson, but like your actual win, whether it was business or personal. Um, I actually bought my dream house. Yeah, you did beautiful house (laughs) thing is insane yeah and it's just cool to look back and remember that 
I didn't go to college. I grew up on welfare. I lived in a two-bedroom trailer. I did not have any mentors when I was young. Now I have mentors. Um, so just the the drastic change of and the uh, possibilities of uh, being able to purchase a house like that, um, not rent, purchase a house like that, um, it's just, I'm just f- full of gratitude for. Round of applause, everybody. Round of applause. <laughs> we got the, the studio audience here with us today. <laughs> We're going to have to add some, some like clapping in the background of that clip. <laughs> uh, my biggest win for 2022 was I had my first almost million dollar listing. Oh, yeah. That was which was super one. sick. It was, uh, was like 905, right? Yeah, nine oh five is what we closed for, and that was right before the turn Woo! of the market. We, man, I'm talking. So we were this close to that not being over nine hundred. Can, can we share the mistake you made? Oh God, I hope she. I don't think see nobody's this. watching this. Okay, so here's the thing, right? It, <laughs> it was one of my first listings, so it's not like I I had a ton of experience, and this was also like a huge learning opportunity for me. Was I? <laughs> So I get this listing. I absolutely kill the appointment. And this lead came from Facebook, a Facebook group. So I am am good friends with the person who runs my community page. Um, the you know, in Leander, our little our little neighborhood. Not so little neighborhood. And she saw in a different group that someone needed a realtor. And because I have that relationship with her, also I'm listing her house next week. Um she recommended me to this person and she sent me the screenshot of the person saying, Hey, I need a realtor in the Leander area. And immediately talked about last pod. I messaged her and I said, here's my number. Let's talk. Uh, because you're hearing a beeping noise. I'm hearing a beeping noise. Oh, like a slight. What is that? Is that, is that, do you have a watch on there? No. Do you have a watch? Yeah, but it's not beeping. Weird. Okay. Okay. No worries. Um, so, listing, Facebook group, got the information, got the lead from there, kill the listing presentation, and so I go to uh, type in the MLS information. We're lot. We're going live, and we have a uh, you know open house is its own separate form in the MLS. Like you have to fill out open house information. And I thought I did, man. I really did. And I remember like typing out 11 to 2 on Saturday, uh, 1 to 3 on Sunday. Save, right? Yeah. Well, save doesn't do it. You got to publish it. And so there was no open house information. And I remember her messaging me and saying, hey, Zillow is not showing the open houses is this weekend. And I was like, oh, it, you know, it, and, and this is true. Like, it takes a little while for things to update, right? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't double check. And there was no open house information on the MLS. So he went to the open house and... No one shows up. No one shows up. And I'm like, uh-oh. This is bad. Like, who knows what's going to happen with the market? Is it going to turn? Like, And we got so lucky because the right buyer somehow saw it and just decided to go look at it. And yeah. made an offer over asking price, uh, and I was able to negotiate that right because they were going to lowball us. 
and I used our leverage. I said, look, this is a fantastic property. You're not going to find acreage in this area where the 183s meet. North Line's going up right here. I have a very positive outlook on what this property is going to be. They revised their offer way over asking price, Yep, and we got it done. I remember because they sent in an offer that was below asking price, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were going to do uh, 100K under asking. We sold it for 105 over asking. Is that true? I thought you you uh, listed it at 850. Oh, sorry. Yes, 55 over or yeah. 50 over then. Yeah. So anyway, a big swing there as far as what could have happened versus what did. And they were our only person who was going to make an offer too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so we got we got very lucky on that one. But again, it's taking like it comes from experience. Now, because of that, I've never made that mistake ever again. Yep. So yeah, that's the thing is sometimes you got to go through stuff like that to never make it that mistake again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so absolutely, sure. everything's a learning lesson. So yeah. thankful for it, and everyone's happy. Everyone got what they wanted out of the transaction, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yep, yep. So things are changing right now in the market. There's a lot of fear and uh, rumors going around. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, you know we are not ignorant to caution, right? We'd be dumb to to say like, yeah, things are still super gray. Like, there's all this stuff out there we've talked about before: inflation, possibility of war, um, unemployment. Like, there's all these factors that are weighing in on people's minds on whether they're going to buy, sell, rent. Um, realtors are, you know, sometimes panicking. You'll see that online. People are talking about their business not doing as well. But man, I think that's just because you haven't. Ex- there's a lot of new agents who haven't experienced a down market. Yeah. And I think it presents a very unique opportunity for those who are going to weather the storm. Well, it's funny because when I started real estate uh, six years ago, this is what the market was like. This right. Is, this exact market was like six years ago. And so we're, it's normalizing. The 90 to 120 days on market was normal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Now we just have to actually put more work in. And so all these agents are coming in thinking it's easy money. And it's like, no, you actually have to work. Well, because listings have been for the last, yeah. you know, you know, since, I mean, it hasn't been since like March or April of yeah. this year. But before then, for two years, it was, you threw a sign up, boom, sold. You didn't really have to do anything. Now it's like, no, you actually have to market. You have to reach out to other agents, ask if they have buyers for this property. You have to push ads on Facebook or wherever, whatever your methods are. You have to actually do that now. Yeah, we have a flip property that we switched over to Airbnb. We got it furnished. And now uh, I just listed it yesterday mm-hmm. just to see if we could get a buyer because interest rates just dipped. And I've been seeing a lot more um, buyers become active again, which is interesting. Uh, so that's why we relisted that property, um, just to see if we get a bite. If yeah. not, and we got our first booking on yeah, we did on that same property for Airbnb. So uh, we'll see how that goes. It's going to be interesting. We're in this weird um, middle where if we sell it, we'll sell it. But if we don't, let's still book out the property as much as possible so right. that we can get income for for the month. Yeah. And I, I wish I had, you know, my, my goal is, and you and I've talked about this is my goal is to buy at least one property every year. Yep. And man, I cannot wait until we buy our next property Mm -hmm. because right now we have a lot of capital 
tied up into the two two that we do have. But man, it's like a fire sale right now. Yeah. Like ev- while everyone else is freaking out, I'm seeing opportunity. I'm I'm seeing options that weren't there when we bought. You know, because we were in the mix. Like I've always said, I put my money where my mouth is. I was investing money when people were worried that we were at the tip top or or whatever the case may be. And right now, if you're an investor, this is this is prime pickings. It's fire sale right now. Yeah. And it and it won't be that way forever. It will not. Just like people were worried about the housing market, you know, never coming down from that high right now it's ne- it's not going to continue to go low this this it happens like this stop looking at this the micro you know month to month happenings and look out property increases in value over time that's a fact so the longer you hold on to something the more likely you're going to come out on the good side of it so to be an investor right now in the Austin area I'm I'm still very bullish on it yeah and when we were purchasing properties we were not purchasing them uh above asking price or or getting even at asking price. Oh, we got a heck of a deal yeah. on So that. every deal we got was substantially below uh, value, and then we added value as well by painting cabinets, new floors, new paint. Uh, we did Miracle Method on the countertops to make it look nicer. And so um, when the market did dip, oh, no, we're not at 400 k anymore, but we bought it at 300 Now we're at 360 Like we're still up yeah you know so um so and you only lose if you it's just like stocks exactly like i feel like i feel like the pandemic created a bunch of uh what i call like robin hood investors yeah. right yeah. robin hood was this like everyone was bored everyone got you know dabbled a little bit in crypto and in stock exchanges you know if you got laid off or if you had downtime at work uh, i know we did you know at my crew at the domain at at&t um we, we were all in it like we were all about like stocks and and all that and yeah. trying to do swing trades it's and- interesting though because i feel like a lot of people right now have excess cash but there was a new statistic that came out that said um we have the most credit card debt we've ever had hmm. in the world right so that's telling me that people are not are wanting to save their cash to use it when they need it and they're using credit uh, to buy the things that they normally pay with with cash. Dave Ramsey's pissed. Oh, he's pissed. Right now. <laughs> you know, if he heard that, he's like, he's shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, Go no, ahead. no worries. So, yeah, I think that this Robin Hood investor mentality where, like, panic sell happens or, you know, do you ever, like, sell a stock right before it took off? That's yeah. where I feel like we're at right now with real estate. Is you did that with Mara, right? Oh my god! <laughs> I, but here's the thing: I made eight grand off of that. Oh really? So I was still happy with it, but I could have made forty. So oh, that was god. the the big missed opportunity there. But yeah, it did this? It it went up. It went up to eight dollars, and I sold, and I was so happy because it went back down to four, and then shot up to forty four. Yep, which is crazy. Yep. But, yeah, but nonetheless, like I feel like you know people are gonna regret maybe not buying it at this time i think if we look back on this five years from now people are gonna go man that would have been the prime opportunity to buy somebody's paying for a mortgage whether it be your landlord or you right yeah you're gonna pay for a mortgage your own or someone else's exactly you gotta have somewhere to live yeah so uh, people buy and sell every single day so i would rather be putting that money in my own pocket and so many of my friends that listen to me 
the last couple of years are not regretting their purchase because now they can sell their house, make even if even if they made 40, 50 grand, that covers the entire two years that they've lived at their house. Right. Right. So uh they get all their money back. Like that's sounds like a great deal. Like how is that you know, how is that even a that's a no brainer. So um yeah, I remember. I remember a couple of years ago, I was talking with uh, a few fellow realtors about BlackRock. You know who BlackRock is, right? Yeah, um, they're a a real estate investment firm. If I'm not mistaken, no, they're not just a real estate investment firm. They they invest in a lot of things. Okay, but they but real estate was what they went real heavy on, yes, yeah. like 2020 or so. And I remember seeing a, a article come out, and I was discussing it with them, and they weren't interested at all. But what that article said was BlackRock is going to go so heavy on buying real estate that you know the commentary on this article was they're trying to create a a generation of forever renters mm-hmm. meaning they're going to buy so much property that you're going to wind up renting one of their properties because you can't afford anymore because prices have risen so correct much. so blackrock has resurfaced into the headlines um, i saw you know a few other realtors sharing some information uh, can you kind of tell people more about what's going on with them right now yeah so they stopped um, allowing people to take their money out of their investments so oh yeah which is interesting um my thing is is that i wouldn't be worried immediately but over the next year or two, I I definitely would be because um, if they start selling their assets, then then that's going to be worrisome, right? Because now they're trying to sell their assets to recoup, um, and then also so that they can pay off their investors. Um, and are they doing this because they're like kind of again kind of going back to the Robin Hood mentality? Are they panicking because there's not that immediate burst in the the property values that they purchased? Well, just like everyone else, interest rates rose, right? And so, I think what I saw was their uh, their interest rate has risen, or like they had like a certain term on these properties, and now it's going to go to market value, and it's going to increase the amount of interest that they're paying. I could have I could have just completely made that up. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, though. Interesting. Well, here's the thing: is it still takes time to sell property, right? So whether it be when they make that decision, it's still going to be another few months, five months, six months, if not a year, year and a half, um, that we'll even see any type of uh, big impact. But at the same time, um, I did see someone else say that. Although they do have a lot of investments, as compared to the entire picture of the United States, it's really only like two to three percent. Hmm. Okay, something to keep a, keep a, an eye on. There's, but a, you know, they might be wrong. Don't don't count. Don't right. Don't put me on that. Yeah, we we're not like pulling out sources or anything for this. We're just trying to bring the discussion about. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot of companies doing that right now, like all these iBuyer programs. They're seem, gone, actually, though. They seem to be taking a huge L. Yeah. Right now, like, yeah. I know that a ton of open door properties are just absolutely pennies on the dollar right now. Maybe not pennies, but like half of what they thought it was gonna be. Uh, they they priced their houses too high, man. Like in from the beginning, and so now they're just slowly 
price dropping and finally uh, getting to where they should have priced them at the beginning. Right. You know? And now it's now it's at over 100 days on market, and it's just now getting to where it should have been. Yep. So let that be a lesson to, to sellers. I mean, that's... And listing agents. Do not overprice your property and get ahead of the curve because if you don't, then your house is just going to sit. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a buyer's agent, also like if you're a, a dual eight or not dual agent, that, that's a bad word. But if you're an agent who helps buyers and sellers, and you know that your buyers are winning right now, why are you telling your listings to to price above market value? Exactly, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You just gotta you gotta have a strategy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for buyers agents, you know, newer agents who may not understand the lingo or like what exactly they're getting their clients into, what is a mortgage? Like mortgage. what are you signing up for when you are buying a house? P I T I. Uh that's the that's the uh, acronym. acronym. Yeah. Um and so that stands for principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And so you're paying a mortgage, your monthly payment is made up of those four things, principal, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And so a majority of it is going to the principal, but a big chunk of it is going towards taxes. And interest. Yeah. I'm, ta- I'm sorry. Yeah. Taxes and interest. Um, so... Taxes, especially if you're here in the area, yeah. Like some of the, some of the taxes here are pretty crazy. Our property taxes here in Texas are higher than most, but we don't have a state tax, right? So that's how how the counties get their their money, exactly. And that's how like it funds things like your local schools and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's going to a good cause. But well, did you know that that most of uh, the money they use? How do I say this? The most most of the money that they get from property taxes actually goes towards schools Mm -hmm. yeah yep and so like i don't have a kid right now but if in you know 20 years i'll be thankful that those property tax dollars were going to that right yeah um yeah and i know like it's it's a one time you know you're making a monthly payment that covers all these different things you know when you pay rent i don't know about you but when i was paying rent i just thought of it as it's just one thing Mm mm-hmm you your mortgage payment is oftentimes more than what you were paying in rent. Buying a house is not cheaper than renting. Like it's just not. Um, in in ninety plus percent of cases, I would say. Yeah, but let me let me say something. Um, over the years, it would be mm-hmm. because just like the example that we thought about when we were in the car, where and we've talked about this already, but. You know, I think you've been in your house for four years now. It'll be five in February. Five years, and you've got a two thousand square foot house, twenty two hundred square foot house, square four foot. bedroom, two and a half bath, and two your, car garage. Yeah, and your mortgage is like sixteen fifty. Sixteen fifty, and those houses are renting now for maybe twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. So, and that apartment I was in before, which was six hundred forty square feet. One bed, one bath on the third floor, no garage, no nothing. Guess what that was going for? A uh, thousand. Last time I ch- so that's what it around what it was when uh, five years ago when we had moved out we had renewed our lease for nine hundred and forty dollars you know per month and that was five years ago and the most recent check that I did was fifteen hundred dollars. 
So for $150 more per month, I own my property. And again, like to your point, but you have a the longer hundred square foot house, the longer <laughs> you hold on to it, the more likely it is you're going to come out on the better side. Yeah. All sides. I have equity in my house now. I have like my houses were double what we bought it for. Best thing I ever did. Um, we did. Sorry, Katie. Um, oh, also, that was the first house I ever sold. That's right. It was his house. <laughs> yeah. And we walked in and we just like knew it because we looked at like 12 houses. And I don't, we didn't look at that many, did we? We looked at 12. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And because like it was it was only a couple of days. We knocked out like four a day. And You were my guinea pig. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> And you know what? I'm so thankful for the guinea pigs in my life because I know that my first few clients, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I pro- They probably asked me something. I was like, let me get back to you on that. I feel like I asked you to sign the same contract like a million times. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah. It happens. And now, and now look at you. Yeah, which is funny. And now it's more, you know, quick. I can literally get an offer sit, written up and... 10 minutes yeah. yeah that's how it goes though but but nonetheless man like home ownership is just such a, an amazing thing you may pay you may be you know sticker shocked i remember when we went from 940 a month to 1600 a month actually no we went from 940 to not it was 1950 at first and then i refinanced once the rates got lower mm-hmm. and i was able to drop off the the pmi pay, uh, payment nice. which is private mortgage insurance and so that saved me between the decreased interest rate and the lack of PMI. I was able to save about $300 per month on my monthly payment. And I got a refund check of $7,000. Wow. Win-win to me. Heck yeah. And that's the thing is like so many people get that sticker shock when they first purchase a property. But you've got to think about the long term. We're living in a microwave society where you want things now and you want things cheap and you, you're not caring about quality. But if you think about it in a five-year perspective, and yes, you might be paying more than what you're renting right now. But in five years, that same property is going to be so much more. Yeah, my buyer clients are winning. And part of that is having a really solid lender team. And I got a shout out, Aaron and Grace over at the Bowerstock team. Bowerstock? Yeah, Bowerstock team. Uh, they have been crucial for my clients. I know that like they've saved deals for me. And having someone who will fight for your clients is is not common there's a lot of people out there who want your business and want your money and then give you subpar service or it's just your regular run-of-the-mill experience grace and aaron absolutely kill it and make my clients feel like a priority i've never called them and not felt like i was their only client yeah and i know that they do so much business so it's incredible that you know i feel that way and they've never once been like Hey Jordan, I've got like ten other important things going on. Like this, like I'll get to it eventually. Like it's always a top priority for. Them. I've had lenders talk like that. Like, hey man, I just need an answer. I'm sorry, I'm busy, or it takes them so long to get back to us. But why I love working with Grace and Aaron is that they they get back to us, they care about us, they make us feel like we're special, and um, they. Th- and not only that, but like they give our clients a great experience, and that that in itself is worth more than gold. It's the total package because we're doing our best to provide that grade A service, 
And it's scary when other people are involved, right? You got title, you got your lender, you got the sellers, and you can't control those, right? Yeah. So the more things that they have really positive experiences in, it's just a win all around. Yeah. And another quick tip is when you are purchasing a property, I highly suggest that you use a local lender because they're going to know your market way better, as well as sometimes when it comes to appraisal issues, they can get that figured out. And then also um, use a lender that has an in-house underwriting, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes lenders, they do um, they outsource their underwriting and it t there's so many delays. There's so many um, repeated questions like we're going through that right Gosh. now. Gosh. <laughs> so, so annoying. Yeah. And so it's just so important. Um, and we're going, and side note, we're going through that right now with uh, uh, another property and we're not, it's not with Aaron and Grace. No. <laughs> uh, but it's just so important to have in-house underwriting. If it was with them, we'd be done two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're talking, we're kind of focusing right now on home buyers. So what would you say are some tips or like, you know, pro tips for first time home buyers? Things that maybe they don't know right now or that they're going to uncover as they purchase their first home. Yeah. So the market is different. And now um, I wouldn't be afraid to ask for under asking price uh, because it's happening Sellers are willing to sell under asking price now as compared to eight months, 12 months ago. Uh, so that as well as don't be afraid to ask for uh, closing costs, you know, um, and then always get a home warranty and ask the seller to pay for that home warranty because things will go wrong. That's yeah. the thing is like you can you can lipstick it and get through inspection and stuff like that. But man, like you're not going to in most cases, you're not going to have every single thing that could go wrong, be addressed. Yeah, and one time, uh, the first house I ever purchased, um, I wasn't an agent at the time, but I was thinking about becoming one. So we used an agent, and he didn't get us a home warranty. And so uh, we had a pipe burst inside the wall, and we did not know what to do. And if we had a home warranty, they would have came out there and fixed it, or they would have reimbursed whoever did come out there and fix it. Yeah. So. I mean, one of my most recent transactions was some good friends of mine and we got an inspection done. They said, you know, nothing, you know, they point out a few things that were wrong and we got those addressed. So we thought, and then we go back, everything's working a month later, AC has something wrong. So they yeah. fix it themselves because unfortunately we weren't able to get a home warranty for this one. And then, we, we got some really other great stuff. We got new roof. We got a bunch of stuff service. We got some off the asking price. That was a USDA. Uh, it was a USDA. Hey, and another thing is, is right now uh, you can use the USDA program because um, sellers, if their house isn't moving, they're open to all types of financing and USDA is zero down. Now the downside to it is, is that they're in areas that are a little farther out and so uh, there is a website that you can go on. Um, just Google USDA eligibility, and it's probably the first link. And it's amazing how many listing agents don't know that their listing is within a USDA eligible area. Yeah, that's important. It's huge because you save your client so much money. 
Yeah, it's zero down. So instead of like a conventional where or you know as low as three percent down or an FHA where you have three and a half percent down, you could pay zero down. Zero down and the interest rates aren't that bad. Yeah, and I got my my client these clients got a refund. They got their earnest money back. So they moved into a house for free with yep. USDA. That's how we did it. You know, when you sold me my house, it was USDA. And it was so awesome that, you know, we didn't think that we were in a spot that we could afford a home. And we absolutely could, thanks to USDA. And you got money back when you closed. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So who was your agent? <laughs> John Michael Perez, November top producing agent. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> John Michael Perez, top producing <laughs> agent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're going off the rails. <laughs> Uh, I, so cool. my, my lesson is that you are now your own repairman. I was not a very handy person growing up. My dad, when he would take me to Lowe's, I'd be kicking and screaming. I hated it. I hated everything about the store. It was boring. Uh, now that I'm a homeowner, it's one of my favorite spots, but things will go wrong. You know, you have to change out your filters. You have to make sure your appliances are running well. You don't have a repair person or maybe you do. I don't know. If you know somebody that you can call, awesome, but I don't. And so you you are now responsible for the well-being of your house. Yeah. Hey, so with 2023 coming up, what what are the things that you want to focus on or work on in 2023 to make your business business get to the next level? Well, I mentioned that I had four and a half times my business year over year. I just need more clients. I think before I can start focusing on things like systems, I need to just build my business. I need a big database. I need to learn my CRM better. I think I'm leave even though I've had success this year, I'm leaving a lot on the table. Really? I think so. I think I well, I think about like my follow-up game is really good, but how can I get even better? Like your CRM is there for a reason. It's it's there to remind you of like who you have and haven't talked to in a while. And there's so much you can do with it, like drip campaigns. You can send out mass emails, things like that. I don't do any of that right now. Yeah. And I need to. Yeah. Um, instead, you know, I'm, I'm doing harder yeah. tasks like writing handwritten notes and things like that, which I'm still going to do. But I need to pair that with other things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, surprisingly enough, a lot of that stuff that you're talking about that you want to do is very intimidating for newer agents. And so you don't have to be good at, uh, you know, drip campaigns and stuff like that to be a good agent. Because Jordan, four, four and a half X'd his business, and he's not doing that. But imagine, just imagine if he did, you know? So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, what about you? What, are you? what are you looking for in 2023 that you either didn't do this year or some that you want to try? I want to put more action in <laughs> this more, guy. So I, you know, I, I do a lot already, but how I always try to figure out how I can do more. And, um, you know, we only have a certain amount of days on this earth. And so I want to make sure that, uh, I get all of what I need to do in before I'm gone. I was listening to that David Goggins podcast with, with Joe. Yeah. And, Wow. You talk about like a guy that motivates me and makes me feel like my accomplishments like are, are still so under what I want to achieve. Yeah. He's awesome. He was he was talking about like I mean this guy runs 240 mi 240 miles and and still is like sitting there going, "You got to do more." 
I know it's and insane. So if if someone like that who's achieved so much in his life is still sitting there going, "How can I grow?" It just makes sense. Like you can't get comfortable with where your business is at. You never know when that's going to change. So keep pushing. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm sitting here wondering, okay, I see what's working. I'm going to continue doing that. What's next? Yeah. You know, you have groups, you have your past clients, you have all this stuff going for you. What's next? Another thing is, is I feel like I'm one higher away from scaling and I don't know who I need to hire. Like what position? Yeah. What position, but like Deidre are, um, are, she's team assistant, team assistant, uh, and wonder, wonder woman, wonder woman for sure. She does so much for us. And I feel like if we could find more people like Deidre, uh, we could just hundred X our business, you know, hundred X. That's a huge number, but we could, it's possible. You're right. We could. I mean, imagine a hundred Deidre's doing a hundred events for a hundred agents. You know what I mean? So like literally big thinking, I know, uh, but it's possible. And so I do feel like I'm one higher away from scaling. Yeah. Well, before we, we get into the, you know, before we hit a hundred X, Think about your first transaction. Ooh, that's a good question. How'd you get it? <laughs> what was it like? Give us the details. Um, my first sale or my first lease? Uh, what whatever your first trans? Let's say tr- like big transaction. Yeah. So my first transaction was actually you. Uh, I was working. I think I was five months in on my career, and I did not get one sale. Uh, but I felt like I was putting all my effort in and not getting in results. And then somehow I convinced you to buy a house. Uh, I don't know what convinced you. We, so John said, let's go, let's go meet up for coffee. And just for, you know, he was like, just entertain me, right? Like, let me, let me practice on you. And so we went, we got coffee. And as we were talking, I was like, this could actually be something like, who knows? Like I, I didn't think I could buy a house. But after talking with John, I think I could. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I was explaining the USDA loan. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. I was explaining the USDA loan, and then I was also explaining closing costs, maybe? Yeah, we had no intention of buying because, we, like I said earlier, we had just renewed our lease. Yeah. And it just it made so much sense. Yeah. I mean, that's a big testament to the newer agents out there, though. If you have been in the business for five, six, seven months, you are one client away from completely changing your entire career and that one client might be your best friend and Mm. and so when i got his done for some reason i got the confidence to to talk to more people and then uh anthony if i'm not mistaken was my second client uh he owns a venue here he i don't know if he knows that he was my second client (laughs) Uh, if if not that's fantastic that looks really good on you yeah yeah and he was one of the not to say you weren't an easy client, but he, we literally walked in to the house and he was like, okay, I want it. And yeah. I was like, sweet. <laughs> well, transactions go so much smoother when your clients trust the process and trust what you're doing. Yeah. If they're not fighting you on like every little step that you're, you're trying to do for them, like, hey, I need you to sign this letter of explanation for this charge. They're like, why? Yeah. Like it, the less pushback on the, on the petty stuff, the easier and smoother the transaction goes. And when, when you have that rapport, like you and I have, like, it was just like, I know that John's going to do right by me and he wouldn't do something. Uh, and I didn't know what I was looking at either. You know, half the time you'd send me a contract and I'm like, Phew. well, 
I mean, if I would have told you, hey, a few years from now, you're going to have $200,000 in equity, you would have, you know, like, yeah, right. But it was cool because you trusted me, you know? Um, and not to say, eh, never mind. Hey, what was your biggest learning lesson in 2022? Uh, I think we talked about that earlier. Did we? Yeah, which was for me, it was like the the doers are gonna do, ah, yes. and the pretenders are gonna pretend. And I gotta I gotta get myself into a mindset every single day yeah. to be a doer. Okay. If I wake up, I find that like if I plan my day the day before, and I utilize my calendar, man, my day is so productive. Mm. My day is so productive. But if I wake up and I don't have a plan and my calendar's blank. I wait. Oh, it's like a wasted day almost. Yeah, putting stuff in your calendar is so important, and uh, it's just for some reason, if it's not in your calendar, it's not legit. Mm. In in my opinion, well, we forget about things. It's so easy, like especially with how quick the business changes, and you can go from having nothing to to something all of a sudden. You don't want to like double book, you know, a, a showing, or or if you have like a a, a wedding that I completely forgot. I almost took a, a showing when I was going to be out for a wedding. But because I had it in my calendar, I didn't do that. Mm. So utilizing tools that help me help myself, right? Yeah. Uh, so what are you excited about right now? What am I excited about? I'm excited. Our Christmas party. We Ooh, have our, yeah. our event, uh, the Movers and Shakers class, tomorrow morning. I'm super stoked on that. Y'all will probably not see this podcast uh, before that. But, yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll share some of the tidbits that we we talked about in yeah, there. Yeah, let's do that. Because uh, I would love to talk about like what my actual follow-up game looks like. I, I've been hiving it up on the podcast. And um, some people maybe don't know, don't have a system. And I want to help help cure that so. yeah um so but let me ask you a question uh and this is something i'm going to be talking about tomorrow at the class but have you ever had someone in your life and this is going to be an obvious answer but have you ever had someone in your life that made you feel special yeah i have, I have a few of those okay so how do you how did you feel what did they do little things rather it was Little surprises or, or even like a handwritten note. I mean, shoot, man, I felt I felt stoked whenever first form wrote me a, a handwritten letter. It's so it's so hard in this day and age where everything's online, everything's electronic, um, that you feel almost deprived of, of personal touch and and that personal interaction where text messages are cool, but like, man, when I talk to people on the phone and you can hear like the warmth in their voice, it just yeah. changes things. Yeah. So agents that are listening right now. What if every single client that we work with feels special because they worked with us, right? Like just by writing a handwritten note or just by sending a video call and saying, hey, I was just thinking of you, or just by sending a, a text message that says, hey, did you know today is a year from when we work together? Like just little small things compound so huge just because we made them feel special, right? Um, and we work in a relationship business, and the more we w build better and genuine relationships with those clients, uh, the better your business will be. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna next year do that a lot. Like the video, sending people messages, it takes minimal amounts of time. Yeah. 
And it makes it, I don't know, it makes me feel special that someone took the time to make a video to send to me. Like JP does that whenever we're talking in our, our group chat, he'll send his answer in a video. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. Like it's not just a, a, a words on a screen anymore. It's, I got to see him. I got to see like his, the way his face like reacts to certain words or, or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, you know, in this day and age of everything being online, an electronic, some personal touch goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think of Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A, when you go there, oh, my pleasure. Oh, thank you. They're always smiling. That's why people go back. The chicken sandwiches are good, but the, the service is usually top-notch. And so how do we keep our business as real estate agents in that same manner, you know? You got to be the Chick-fil-A of real estate. Yep. Basically. Exactly. Or like the discount tire. I don't know if you've ever been to a discount tire. Those guys got it locked down. Yeah. They got customer service on lock. Exactly. All right. So it's pretty much our time. Do you have a challenge? Uh, man, I should have I should have prepared for this, but let's do one off the dome. Okay. I would say if you let's let no. Okay, I'm gonna. This is the challenge. I want you guys to send ten either past clients or current clients a video message saying, hey, I was thinking of you. Love that. Love that. I'm going to do it. I'll do it too. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm pretty sure you'll get some type of business from it. But besides that, if you like this podcast, please give us a like, give us a share. And actually, most importantly, could you put a positive review on iTunes for us? Because that's going to help us somehow get up in the chain or the algorithm the algorithm the almighty algorithm yeah yeah so Jordan, anything else no just again if if you enjoyed this if you know an agent who would benefit from hearing this kind of information um just share it with them like we're all we're all just trying to help each other win and and talk about things that are working for us to try to help you and and share the wealth yep all right guys we'll see you Sweet. Cool. I like that challenge. Yeah.